We are back. It's the Mirror Football Podcast. And the Premier League is back as well. I'm delighted to be joined by two of Mirror Football's finest betting sages, James Whalen and Alex Richards. I'm Matty Lawless. And for the next half an hour or so, we're going to run through the best odds for the weekend. Guys, let's jump straight into it. What a game to get back into the Premier League. Man City versus Liverpool. Uh, yeah, uh, I think probably the the biggest game of the weekend straight away on, on Saturday lunchtime. Um, absolute absolute cracker. Could could be anything, really. I think you've got two of the um, probably the two best attacking teams in the Premier League. You know, the, the amount of, of talent on show in, in those two front lines. You look at Manchester City with, with Gabriel, uh, Gabriel Jesus and Sergio Aguero, Leroy Sane, an absolute plethora of talent in the forward line. And then, and then you, you move across the northwest of Liverpool and you've got the likes of Sadio Mane, Mo Salah, Roberto Firmino, who will all fancy their chances of getting on the score sheet. Um, I think you would be very uh, surprised if there weren't goals in this game um, in terms of a winner... You, I, I fancy City to get the job done at home, but I wouldn't be ruling Liverpool out uh, by any stretch. They've been a bit lucky, City, haven't they, the last couple of games? I mean, they got off the hook at home against Everton. Everton, for me, um, you know, were unlucky not to win that game. It was a mistake from the young lad, Mason Holgate, that headed it into the path of Sterling. Superb finish. And then at Bournemouth, a 96-minute winner from Sterling. Yet, he might be on the bench again against his former club. Uh, yeah, he had a difficult time with England. Um, got hooked after 45 minutes against Malta. Um, I don't really think Pep Guardiola knows his, his preferred attack yet. I mean, Bernardo Silva's not started a game. He's used Sane, obviously. Aguero was on the bench last time. Um, basically, whoever plays for them has to just keep scoring. Mm. Otherwise, they are soon going to be back on the bench and someone else is taking their place. Um so Sterling finds himself very much in that situation, which, you know, after he's, he's scored two key late goals for them, perhaps you'd say is a little bit harsh on, on him. I think with Liverpool as well, they, they've laid an early marker down, haven't they? They, they absolutely thrashed Arsenal four 0 in the last game before the international break. They've got Coutinho to come back into the squad as well. Um, suddenly things are looking good for Klopp. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously going to be really interesting to see how he does um, fit Philippe Coutinho back in. Uh, he was back in training yesterday, and you know, if you if you look at the the images and and the clips we've seen from training, he he, he looked he looks to be reintegrated. He's, he's laughing and joking with his teammates. He's having a chat with Klopp, and um, it'll be interesting to see whether whether he's named in the squad. I'd be amazed if he starts, uh, given given the start that Liverpool have made, especially in, in an attacking sense. Uh, my only worry with Liverpool is um, would, would still be that defence. I think um, you know they they did keep a clean sheet against Arsenal, but it was a, a toothless Arsenal attack. If if we're being being completely honest, uh, we sh- we saw them ship three at Vicarage Road on the opening day, and then um, I think Manchester City will be pretty confident of uh, of breaching that back four. So it's got to be the better sort of goals for each team. I would have thought. You'd think so. Um, both are set up to attack and score goals. I've, I remember last season it ended one all, but it could easily have been four apiece, five five. Yeah. And the year before Liverpool obviously went there and scored four and won four one. So I think if you're looking at this game. Goals are certainly where you would lean towards rather than a potential winner because I think either side could really, if they step it up, has got the ability to go and score two, three, four while they've both got the defensive problems. Um, I have a sneaky little feeling Liverpool might go there and 
I think Vincent Company might be missing for Manchester City. Yeah, big blow. So big blow for them. So I think Liverpool, with the way they've been playing, um, think they'll fancy going there, playing on the counter attack with the pace they've got, with Mane looking absolute world beater at the moment. I think they might fancy getting three points at the Etihad tomorrow. I agree, mate. What what are the odds on that? Um, for a Liverpool win, you're looking at fourteen to five. Um, City are just just under. Um, they're seventeen to twenty to win, and it's fourteen to five for draw. Um, so I think Liverpool really would be the play in this one. Certainly the value, but I'd agree with that. I think, um, like I said at the start, if I if I had to pick one team, I would be leaning towards Manchester City. But you've just said City will win. No, no, I, I, w- I would be leaning towards Manchester City. But if you are looking for value, as I said, both teams have got so many goals uh, in in their team, and they're both shaky at the back. Uh, if pushed, I'd go City. But with a value bet, nearly three to one for a Liverpool win, I wouldn't put them that long. All right, lads, well, look, stick your money where your mouth is. Tell us in the comments below, are you going to be placing a bet this weekend? If so, who are you backing, Liverpool or Manchester City? Either way, you can follow it live at the Mirror Football website and follow it on Twitter and Facebook at Mirror Football. One of the games that sort of interests me this weekend, I think, and it's the evening kickoff, is on Saturday. It's Manchester United travel to Stoke. Stoke? have picked up a bit of late. Um, great signing in, in Hesse. And uh, Man United, obviously, unbeaten. But the best bet I've seen so far is Paul Pogba, 7-1, to one, to wear gloves. <laughs> I mean, come on. In September. <laughs> <laughs> um, Stoke, yeah, good, good start for them. Um, I really thought they might struggle and that Mark Hughes could be under a bit of pressure. But that win against Arsenal gave them a massive boost. Um and then they went and nicked a point at West Brom when I don't think they really deserved it. Um, Hughes hasn't got a bad record against Jose Mourinho in the last few years since he's been Stoke boss. So I would think it'll be a difficult game for United. But saying that, 10 goals scored, three games, non-conceded, you've got to make them favourites to be coming away with another three points. But this is where the atmosphere at Stoke Stadium, this is where it could really count against Manchester United. This is, for me, probably their first biggest test of the season so far. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. Um, you know, United have, have been have been ruthless so far. I think they've they've probably had um, a favourable start to the season on paper, but you know, you, as the old saying goes, you can only beat what's put in front of you, and and they have done uh, ruthlessly. You know, there's three games, ten goals scored, two four nil wins. Um, they've got. The signing of the season so far in in Romelu Lukaku. Yes, we're only three three games in, but you know he's he's got off to a flying start. Um, he did miss a penalty against Leicester. He did miss a penalty against Leicester, um, but you know he was all, scoring during the international break for Belgium. He was, and you know if if we're pointing at players missing penalties, um, you know the greatest player to ever kick a football regularly misses from twelve yards. So uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Shoot Which him Sheffield down. Wednesday player is that? <laughs> nah, he's a he's a little diminutive number ten for Barcelona. But um, he, yeah, I mean, yeah, Lukaku, Lukaku's off to a flying start, and um, I'd 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 fancy United to get the job done. Stoke, Stoke were very impressive against Arsenal, uh, but you know, this Manchester United side this season, um, I think I said it after just a couple of games. It, it already feels like um, something of a hark back to to four or five years ago when. When they were, you know, the all-conquering team in the Premier League, they look like the Manchester United of old, don't they? Absolutely right, and that is reflected in the odds. Alex Stoke, their odds to win at home, six to one Stoke at home. I which... mean, look, I mean, they beat Arsenal at home, so surely that might be worth a tenner. You, you think possibly? I mean, you've got to think United are going to win. 
So if you want to put a tenner on Stoke at six to one to win seventy, you've got to be aware that you're probably going to lose your ten pound. <laughs> but it could be worth a risk. Yeah, I, I think. Look, I, I fancy United to win. Um, I think they're, they're two to one on, which is pretty slim. But um, yeah, I mean, I I, I would be uh, I would be involved in that in a multiple bet. Um, Stoke again, you know, as I said, I, I wouldn't have Liverpool at three to one. I probably wouldn't play Stoke as long as sixes. Um, but as Alex said, ultimately, if you are backing that, you've got to be mindful that there's every chance you're going to lose your money. I think. Quite right. Um, earlier in the afternoon on Saturday, all eyes on Arsenal at three pm. They host Bournemouth. Now Arsenal have gone from you know potential title contenders to you know all at sea. Arsene Wenger's apparently given his team a bit of a rollicking. He was humiliated by that defeat at Anfield. What can we expect? He's given every, every, everyone's had a rollicking from Arsene Wenger, haven't they? Yeah, His players have got it. The club legends have had it. Um, he needs a performance. He needs a win, obviously, but I think he needs a performance from his team. They've got to come out um, at the Emirates in front of a home crowd that's, you know, it's very split there at the moment. They need to really put it in for their manager. You know, he's, he's going to have... Meza Ozil needs to give a performance. He's brilliant for Germany in the international break. He needs to give something. Alexis Sanchez, if he starts, he needs to perform. Um, he can help himself by starting Alexander Lacazette, which you spend £60 million on a player and then you don't play him at Anfield. Baffling. But that's not why they conceded four goals there. And let's talk he's going to go back to a back four instead of the back three that they've been using. That should help them, assuming they can keep the, a midfield base in front pretty solid, should help them with a left-back and a right-back going forward, giving them width. Um, I think Arsenal will win, because I think Bournemouth are very open and will give them chances. But if they don't score early, it could be another tense afternoon. Yeah, I think the uncertainty um, ahead of deadline day really affected Arsenal in the past two games. So it'll be interesting to see how they come out of that. Obviously, Sanchez could return. Bournemouth, however, I mean, let's not forget, they're one of three teams who haven't won a game this season. And perhaps, you know, a bit unlucky, obviously, as we mentioned against Man City. But Eddie Howe, suddenly he's gone from a potential Arsenal manager candidate to somebody who could lose his own job in terms of if these defeats keep coming. Bournemouth are looking in a bit of early trouble. Yeah, I think I think that was always um, it's always going to be the case with Bournemouth that uh, the way they play, you know, the, it's a it's a free flowing, uh, fluid style of football. But ultimately, they are open at the back, and and if they're not scoring goals, which they've struggled to do so far this season, and um, they're going to end up on the wrong on the wrong side of results. You know, you, you, they're not a side you see grinding out many ugly draws, or you know, so. Um, but you know, I don't see Eddie Howe changing his um, changing his philosophy. They will go to Arsenal and they will get the ball down. They'll try to play football. It's a nice wide pitch, uh, you know, and and they'll try to score goals. Um, I don't I don't want to sound um, overly dramatic after three games of the season by calling it must win. But can you imagine if Arsenal lose this game? You know the the pressure on, on Arsene Wenger if it's big now it, it's going to be absolutely monumental. Fan TV come ten past five will be absolutely <laughs> terrific if they are beaten. Yeah, absolutely. But you know, I think you know we we have this sort of feeling that he's probably got the safest job in football. But how how long can it last? He's just signed new two year contracts. If they were to lose at the weekend, they'd have three points from four games. You could probably write the title off. And you know they'd have a they'd have a struggle on their hands to to get back into the top four. So I think um, it, it's already at this stage of the season 
a massive game for us. It is indeed, and I think it's crucial to them as well because let's not forget they play in the Europa League on Thursday. Now, most teams have struggled on the Thursday to Sunday turnaround with the travelling, etc. So this is Arsenal's, well, one of their last Saturday games for, for a while anyway. So massive game for them. At home, they've got to win. What are the odds? Um, an Arsenal win, as you'd expect, they're 4 to 11. Um, big favourites for it. Bournemouth seven to one to win on the road. Personally, can't see can't see Bournemouth coming away from there. I think Arsenal have to win. I think they will win. Um, interesting point you make about Europa League. Um, if they don't win, then they will be playing catch up to every other team in the next few weeks. They'll already be well behind, well off the pace. They'll then have to keep playing catch up, and that's going to cause you know a little bit of indecision. Oh, oh dear, we've got to win again. We've got to perform because X are nine points clear of us. So-and-so are eight points clear. Um, so, as you say, this is vital. They do need to win, and I think they will this week. OK. James, what's your view? Uh, I'd, I'd absolutely agree with that. I, I can't see anything other than an Arsenal win. Um, yeah, Bournemouth, as I said, very open, and um, I'd expect the, the talent Arsenal have to, to capitalise on that. OK, well, look, one person who's hit the headlines during the international break for the wrong reasons is Wayne Rooney. Ronald Koeman is not happy after the striker was charged with drink driving and uh, he has backed him to play against Tottenham who the Toffees host at Goodison Park at 3pm on Saturday. Everton, they've had a great start to the season um, so far. Rooney has been in fantastic form but will his off-the-pitch saga affect him, I wonder? Well, it seems he's had the um, riot act read to him by Ronald Koeman. If there's one Premier League manager you don't want to upset, I think Sean Dyche is probably number one and Ronald Koeman's probably your number two. He doesn't look like the bloke you'd want to bump into in a dark alley. No, I think he's, I think he's fair, but I think he's very hard. Mm. If you, you're out of line, you're going to get told and it's going to be very straight. Um, he has said that Rooney will play this weekend. Um, he sees Rooney as a... I guess role model at this present time is probably the wrong... Well, that's what he should be. He's yeah. a leader, that, isn't he? Oh. He's, he's there. There's a lot of young kids in that squad and he's the one that Ronald Koeman, he's got to set the standard. Wayne Rooney has been brought in and it's very clear he is the standard. This is a guy that's won a lot of trophies. England's record goal scorer, Man United's record goal scorer. He's someone they should be aspiring to hit those heights. Um, and he, he scored twice in his opening three games for the club. I mean, they had a very difficult last game against Chelsea. They came on strong in the last 10 minutes when they tried to push to get back into it. Um, before then, a good performance at Man City when, as you say, they were perhaps a little unlucky not to win. Got the opening day win against Stoke. Yeah. Um, this is a good test. Well, it is a good test for them as well because there's been a lot of talk going into the season that Everton are one of the clubs that could break that monopoly to enter the Champions League in the top four, especially with Rooney on the pitch. So playing Tottenham Hotspur, who, again, another side who've got title aspirations, but at home it's not quite working for them. Spurs are away from home this week. Will that make a difference to Pochettino's side? Uh, yeah, I think... Uh... Uh, even at this stage of the season, a sneaky big game for Tottenham. They've, they've, uh, they've taken just a point from their two games at Wembley, and you know it's difficult to see them making um, Wembley that fortress that they had at White Hart Lane last season. Which means they are going to have to pick up wins on the road, and I think um, going to Everton is, is difficult. Um, I think will will Rooney's off the field saga affecting? I, I don't actually think it will. I think this is probably exactly what he needs oh, I agree, mate. To, yeah. to, to get onto the pitch, get his head down and sc- score some goals. 
Um, he, he's had, you know, t- taking the off the field saga out of the equation. He's actually had a brilliant start to life uh, back at Goodison Park. Um, already netted a couple of goals in in the first three Premier League games of the season. So, um, yeah, I think one of the games of the weekend. It should it should be a cracker. I agree, and. Um... Speaking of strikers, one striker really struggled in August, but it's September now, so what does that mean for uh, a certain Mr Kane? Usually it means goals. As soon as August ends, Harry Kane starts scoring. And he Um, did, didn't he? He scored against Malta. He did. Um, Look, he's back-to-back golden boot winner. He he effectively has guaranteed goals for the last two years. Um, Tottenham need him scoring. They need him scoring at Wembley. They need him scoring away from home as well. if Everton aren't tight at the back and Ronald Koeman's changed it about a little bit, he's had Ashley Williams, Phil Jagielka, Michael Keane as a back three. He's used used four at the back without Williams at a time as well. Um, it'll be interesting how they can deal with Kane and especially, I think, how they deal with Christian Eriksen just behind, who started the season in really good form. He was excellent for Denmark in the international break. He was absolutely brilliant in the win at Newcastle. Um it's going to be tough defensively for Everton. I think they'll have to spend a lot of the game chasing the ball and playing on a counter-attack. Um, as you say, for Spurs, already, pressure's on them if they've got title aspirations. This is the sort of game where they need to lay a marker down and go and get a win. All right, so let's look at the odds for this game then. Uh, Tottenham, a shade above evens, 21-20. to 20. Everton at home, 13-5. to 5. The draw, 9-4. to 4. For me... I think I would lean towards the draw. Okay, James. Um, I, th- I actually think Everton, Everton are a pretty good price there, thirteen to five, almost three to one for a, a home win. Um, but yeah, I, I can I can see why the book is. Um, you know, they haven't got an odds on showing there. It's it's pretty difficult to call. Um, but I think Tottenham are a little skinny at twenty one to twenty personally. Well, I think you're right though. This could be one of the contenders, the top match of the day um, on Saturday night. I wonder personally what odds uh, you'll get on Deli Ali flipping the bird. But anyway, um, let's look ahead then to um, a big game for Brighton at home. They play West Brom. Brighton, another one of those teams who are yet to register a win. I think goal scoring is their big problem. Where, They've got Glenn Murray back, haven't they, this weekend? Uh, I think they have. They've also got the... Is, is Quidero, the new, yeah. new winger. David Proper scored a couple for Holland in midweek. Um, they've signed some decent players but they still lack that out and out centre forward who is going to guarantee goals for them at this level Okay, uh, just a quick one on the odds then James for that one yeah uh, Brighton 31-20 uh, to 20 to, uh, to record their first victory of the season uh, West Brom 2-1 uh, to one, uh, quite like that personally and uh, the draw just a shade under 2-1 to one. West Brom did some cracking business uh, in the transfer window and they kept hold of Johnny Evans who was linked with Arsenal and Manchester City so yeah, my personal preference I'm going for West Brom to extend uh, Brighton's Blues Speaking of the Blues, the champions they travel to the 2015-2016 champions Leicester City What a resurgence from Chelsea Very good against Everton I thought, I thought that game First 35, 40 minutes, they could have been 3-4 up. Um, you know, Antonio Conte, there's been questions about his future over the summer. I don't think he ever really got that far, that oh, he's actually under pressure, he's actually that unhappy that he would leave. Um, now it's all about him getting on, getting on the training ground, getting his team ready. Still that Diego Costa situation is in the background, but 
Eden Hazard's getting back to full fitness. He played for Belgium in the international break. Um, I think this is a, a very good game on paper because Leicester, really good against Brighton at home. Very disappointing at Old Trafford. Uh, and unfortunate on the opening night at Arsenal to lose. Could be one where there's, you would think perhaps it's not going to be the most attacking of games, but could be one that surprises and there could be a few goals in, in store. Yeah, Antonio Conte did strengthen his side on deadline day and it will be an immediate debut for Danny Drinkwater alongside N'Golo Kante at their former stomping ground. What kind of reaction do you think he's going to get, James? Yeah, that's a fantastic narrative, isn't it? I think... Um... You know th- those two playing together were um, obviously the right in the heart of, the, of that Leicester title-winning team. Um, Danny Drinkwater probably not quite as impressive last season without Kante next to him as he was in in the previous campaign. So yeah, um, I think it would be very interesting to see if those two can rekindle that relationship with immediate effect. That's certainly what Antonio Conte uh, will be hoping for. I think it's it's difficult to see Antonio Conte signing Danny Drinkwater if he didn't already have N'Golo Kante. I think that's that's the whole reason for that for that move. So um, in in terms of reception. Surely they'll they'll get a phenomenal reception. They they gave Leicester City the Premier League title for crying out loud. You know, I, I, I don't understand how how it could be anything else. Um, There's in, always a few. Though. Yeah. <laughs> in in ter- in terms of the result, um, I think you know Le- Leicester are a decent side. They're, they're not going to struggle this season in, in in terms of relegation, in my opinion. I think I think they'll be in and around mid table, um, and they will pick up some results against some of the top teams at home. Um, I would go for a Chelsea win, uh, but I wouldn't be staggered if Leicester pick up a point. Okie dokie. Alex, what are the odds? Chelsea are uh, odds on favourites, 4-5. to five. Um, Leicester 17-5 to five at home, 13-5 to five the draw. Personally, I like the look of the draw. I don't... I think Chelsea uh, might have half an eye on the Champions League, their return to that competition in midweek, even though it's only Car- Carabag who they play. Um, drink water, reception... I think you might get more booze than you two both expect. He did hand in a transfer request after all. Yeah. Um, it's an interesting game. I think Leicester should get a point. All right. Well, to wrap up Saturday's coverage, Southampton. Um, they play Watford. James, what are the odds on that one? Yep. Uh, Southampton uh, odds on at home, um, as you would expect. They're thirteen to eight on uh, the draw, twenty-seven to ten. So approaching three to one for that. Uh, Watford, I think, decent price to be honest, nine to two. You know, you know, you're getting uh, four and a half pounds in every pound you put on. Um, I think they've had they've had a good start to the season. They're a good side. Um, They've got a good manager. Uh, I, Southampton are, are one of those capable of brilliant performances, equally capable of, of a terrible ones. So, you know, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be amazed if Watford come away from there with three points. Yeah, indeed. And you've got to check out Andre Gray's incredible tattoo. Uh, you can see that story at Mirror Football now. It's unbelievable. Um, super Sunday has been a bit derided this week. A lot of people are saying it's not quite super. Could be a case of sacking Sunday. Frank De Boer is under real pressure. He's only been in charge at Crystal Palace for three Premier League games, hasn't won a single one, and there's a bit of panic already at Sellers Park. They're on the road. They play Burnley at Turf Moor in the 1.30 kickoff on Sunday. Is it curtains for the Dutchman? Well, if he thought his reign at Inter Milan was bad when he lasted some 80-odd days, this is um, worse. This has been absolutely horrible so far. They haven't scored in the three Premier League games. They've looked all at sea, um, particularly in that home opener against Huddersfield and in the other Selhurst Park uh, defeat against Swansea. Um, 
by all accounts, it appears this is very much the last chance saloon for Frank De Boer. It's incredible after three games. I mean, it was interesting listening to Sam Allardyce during the week. He appeared on the debate on Sky Sports and he was saying, you know, you've just got to deal with the best of the players in front of you. They've signed Mamadou Sako. Um, they call him the warrior, the soldier. He was terrific last season for Palace and sorted out a lot of their problems in defence. Allardyce was explaining how, you know, he didn't really have to coach the defenders because Sako was doing it for him. So maybe... Just maybe he could be the saviour for Frank de Boer. I think that's what Frank de Boer would pin his hopes on. Um, yeah, as Alex mentioned, they, they've been um, all at sea at the back. Um, there's been a little bit of a suggestion from those that watch Palace a lot that maybe Frank de Boer's tried to change um, too much a little too quickly, uh, trying to get them play playing a style of football which maybe isn't suited to um, to the calibre of players that Crystal Palace have, with with no disrespect um, intended. But yeah, I mean it's huge. It's huge. Um, Burnley, we've seen in the time they've they've spent in the Premier League, are a tough nut to crack at home. That this will not be an easy game for Palace in the slightest. Um, they will do exceptionally well to come away with three points, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, I think De Boer probably needs it. Do you think they're going to lose? Do you think he'll lose his job as well? I don't. I don't see them winning the game. I'll be honest. I, I think. Um, what we're looking at odds was so so Burnley are just a, a shade above evens at thirteen to ten. Uh, the draw twenty one to ten, and uh, Palace a little bit longer than that at twenty three to ten, which I think is about right. I, I think if I was if I was hard pressed to um, to pick a winner, I'd be going for the Clarets. It'll be interesting if if Palace players really want him as their manager, they'll be throwing the kitchen sink at this one, won't they? Or will we see the true test of whether the players want the manager in the hot seat? Well, you'd, you'd think they'd be throwing the kitchen sink at it because they've got Christian Benteke up front. You want to cross the ball and get the ball up to him as early as possible and get him bring, building play around him and bringing others into play. Um, Frank De Boer is, was hired because they wanted to move away from the long ball approach. They want to be a, be seen as an upwardly mobile Premier League club and play good football. Um, it's not happened. And now they go to Burnley, who if, if Palace are just a couple of percent below where they need to be, Burnley will take advantage. Um it's a very tough game. Sean Dyche's side will be tough to beat, as they always are, and they will give it as good a go as they always do at Turf Moor. Um, Sacco is a big plus, being back in the Palace defence. Will Frank de Boer stick with the three at the back that's not really worked so far, or will he go to a back four? Still without Wilfred Zahar, who is their best player. Yeah. So their backs are up against the wall. He needs a big performance from all his players. Will he get it? We'll have to wait and see. That could be the story on Sunday. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing one particular player who was signed um, on deadline date, Renato Sanchez, on loan from Bayern Munich. Quite arguably one of the best bits of business we've seen this summer. Swansea have got a real coup there, haven't they? He's a really good player, but his career stalled in the last 12 months. Perhaps it's unfair to say stalled because he had such a big rise in that debut season. You know, he broke into the Benfica team in the October of 2015 and then within eight months was winning Euro 2016 with his country and getting his big money moved to Bayern. Um, this is a big test of his mettle. I think I think that's why he's been sent out on loan, to prove how good he is. Uh, Paul Clement's been very clear this week that he needs to earn time on the pitch. He's not been, he's not been given any guarantees over you're going to play 90 minutes here and 90 minutes there and 90 minutes there. He has got to put it in the work, ah, put in the work in training, yeah. put in the work in matches. He's got to grab games by the throat. He's got to impress, um, otherwise he's not going to play. He starts against Newcastle, who Rafa Benitez won't be there. 
he's had um, a hernia operation and has had a bit of an infection afterwards. Hasn't been in training all week. So it's all geared up for Swansea to get three points at home. It's a big statement signing from Swansea, in my opinion. They lost their best player in Gilfie Sigurdsson. He's gone to Everton. And like you say, Sanchez didn't quite get the rub of the green at Bayern. There's incredible competition in their midfield. But he's in the best league in the world now to showcase his talents. And I just think Swansea have got themselves a real bargain. Do you think um, they'll get a home win here, James? I do, actually. I think um, I think there'll be quite a, a feel-good factor at, at Swansea um, following the signing of Sanchez. Um, I, I, th- I agree with you. I think it's a phenomenal coup for, for a club like Swansea to, to land what is undoubtedly one of the hottest prospects across Europe. Um, you know, he, he, didn't, he didn't perhaps get the game time he would have liked at Bayern Munich last season, but we saw in that season before just what he's capable of and at Euro 2016 when you know, he played a key role despite his tender years in, in helping Portugal to the title. So, um, you know, I think we're not, we're not kidding anyone when we say the reason he's at Swansea is because of Paul Clement. Um, you know, they, they don't get him otherwise and I think a few of the big clubs will be will be stinging a little bit because I think they would have quite liked to look at him. But um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see if they th- if they throw him straight in. I think I personally would a, pl- a player of of that potential of that calibre. Um, I'd get him straight in the starting eleven. And yeah, Swansea um, twenty seven to twenty to get the win. Um, I I, th- I think I fancied them to get three points. It's a long old trip. Uh, probably the longest in the Premier League from from Newcastle to Swansea. So on a Sunday as yeah, well. Exactly, exactly. It's not ideal. Um, and I say I think I think they're quite a feel good factor around around the Liberty Stadium. So I'd fancy them to get the win. If you fancy the draw, that's uh, just over two to one and similarly priced Newcastle. Massive uh, relief for Newcastle. They beat West Ham before the international break and a poor West Ham. So I will get onto them in a minute. But it was a big win for Newcastle, and this will give them a bit of confidence going into this game, won't it? It was, and especially when Rafa Benitez, there's been much said about uh, his summer transfer targets and, and the lack of signings that he has made. Um, Newcastle, what is success for Newcastle this season? Surely it's staying up, and he's the man to keep them up. Um, this is the sort of game they'll have perhaps earmarked as, we can go there, get three points, a point will be a good result. You don't want to lose. Um, I think Newcastle will be safe at the end of the season if Rafa Benitez is there for the entirety of the campaign. That's the crucial factor. All right, well, Rafa has been linked with another vacancy that could come about, and West Ham we're talking about here, who play on Monday night. They host Huddersfield, the first game, their first home game of the season, of course, the World Athletics Championship saw them on the road for three games. They haven't won a single game. They have been dreadful. I could go on for an hour <laughs> talking about how bad West Ham are. I won't. I won't bore you all. But there's been a lot of upheaval behind the scenes. The owners certainly haven't helped things. Um, they missed out on a huge um, transfer winner signing, William Carvalho, which continues to rumble on. And I think there's going to be a real edge to this game in terms of the atmosphere is not going to be too great if West Ham go behind and Huddersfield sensational start to the season so far from a newly promoted side but me they go into this one as the favourites uh, yeah, I mean the the bookies wouldn't agree wouldn't agree with you, but I think um, yeah, I, I I agree with everything you said. Um, I, I think in, unless West Ham start this game quickly, that atmosphere could 
quickly become very toxic, as as we saw um, at the at the London Stadium on occasions last year. Um, Slavin Bilic is in desperate need of three points. Um, we, we talked about um, Frank De Boer being under pressure. Um, I think if, if West Ham don't get a win here, then Bilic joins him um, in, in, in just just as much pressure. Um, but you know, I think it's 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 a good opportunity for West Ham to get that win. You know, Huddersfield have had a good start, but. They are a newly promoted side. Um, I see them as a team that will be scrapping for their Premier League survival by the end of the season. Echoes of Hull last season. And absolutely. And, and, if, and if West Ham do want to have a successful season, do want to turn it around, this is a game that they should be winning. They must be winning. And um, Yeah, Alex, tell me about the odds then for this one. So West Ham, I'm not quite sure about this with the bookmakers. Odds on, 10 to 11. Um, given the way they've started the season, the way they've been playing... To me, that's very short. Twelve to five a draw, three to one for an away win. Um, if you're a Huddersfield fan, you're you're really smacking your chops at this trip. You're looking forward to this game. Definitely. Uh, one boost for West Ham is that Andy Carroll will be on the bench. He's fit again for how long we don't know, but West Ham have really missed him, haven't they? They miss his presence, and there could be a good partnership between him and Javier Hernandez somewhere in the pipeline. Diafro Sacco was one he tried to instigate a move on deadline day. Tin happen. It was a bit of an Odin wingy situation. Um, again, it just sums up the kind of the fast that's going on at the minute at West Ham. And now and he's it, getting a new contract. And now he's getting a new contract, apparently. So, yeah, for me, West Ham have really got to get a win here. This is a big, big game. Um, OK, well, look, some great games to look forward to over the weekend. Make sure you stay tuned with Mirror Football. Follow us on Twitter at Mirror Football for all the updates, the team news and the goals as they go in. And, um, you know, before we go, we have got... A bit of a, a wager from the bo- both boys here. So, James, tell us about your treble selection. Yeah, so Alex and I have uh, picked out a, a treble for the Saturday 3pm kickoffs. Uh, we've gone Arsenal to get the result at home to Bournemouth, uh, Chelsea to go to Leicester and pick up three points, and West Brom to win the game at Brighton. Uh, our good friends at Labrooks have kindly uh, boosted the price of this treble for us from 6-1 to one to 13 for 2 so you can uh, go on their website and get those enhanced odds. Value for money. Any other bets that spring to mind for you? Um, given that Benitez isn't going to be there, I do like Swansea at home on, on Sunday. Uh, Watford at 9-2, to two, they were absolutely outstanding at Bournemouth when they won there. And I have a big thing about backing Southampton at home. I'm never keen on backing them at any pro- any <laughs> kind of price. I don't think they're trustworthy at all. So Watford might be worth a, a look. As you say, goals in Manchester City, Liverpool. That's the that's the one tomorrow, twelve four twelve thirty kickoff. Arsenal at home to Bournemouth. Yeah, it's in our treble. I think that's the best way to play it. And West Brom to win at Brighton. Tony Pulis's boys are party poopers. Brighton struggle for goals. West Brom don't concede a lot. It's got set piece one nil win yeah. written all over it. Okie dokie. Well, look, I'm looking forward to one of you two bringing in the coffees and the donuts on Monday morning when you bring in your riches. Uh, I hope you all have a lucky weekend. And like I say, keep tuned, stay track with all the action at Mirror Football.